The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's I, it's an all right day to be a Yankee fan, I guess. Like it's an all right day to be a citizen of the world. This stinks. Terrible. First time I think you've ever opened without the standard line. Yeah, this I mean, you know you. what? Hey, it's a special pandemic episode of George's Box. Um, yeah, I mean, what a uh, what a week it's been. I mean, we. Last time we saw each other, we were just talking about, like, the shit we were packing for a trip to Tampa. Yeah. Just texting you like, oh, do I need to do I need to bring this microphone or, you know, I'm trying to just bring a backpack. Yeah. I want to bring us. That was the biggest problem on my mind was, damn, I got to bring two bags. Now the world might be ending. (laughs) So let's we're going to dive through like all of that. But I kind of want to get like your gut. Like, how do you just feel right now? Like, how, like, with the world, because as much as it's like a baseball podcast, like, we're people, and like, it's just crazy right now. So, like, how are you feeling about what's going on? Horrible, just because, like, I was just saying it to you, like, there are some people that they really enjoy, you know, holing up for three hours and watching Netflix in their pajamas, drinking hot cocoa and being lazy and having a jammy day. And I'm just not that person. I'm not really that into TV. I don't watch a ton of movies. I don't like sitting around the house. I'm a pretty kind of antsy, out and about person. So this is just not really my speed. I'm I'm pretty miserable, and it's it's day two. How about you? Um, I so I think it's different. So it's a thing that I really realized in like the hours leading up to canceling is our age difference. Like <laughs> I hadn't really noticed it before. I feel like I don't. I feel like I play young. Like I act younger than 35 most of the yeah, time yeah. but when it comes to something like this like i've got a wife i've got a baby i've got a brother who lives you know in the, uh, philly so uh i just kind of think of like all that um my sister lives in denver uh and my sister has coronavirus oh wow so like my sister is under a quarantine uh with her husband 
because like he was going to so, like she had to go through, you know, get like tested in her car and all the shit that you've seen. And like she works at she runs a college bookstore. So she's around hundreds, if not thousands of people like yeah, it's a cesspool. Yeah, runs it. So like it's very tough to trace like where did it come from or things like that. And I think for a lot of people, the thing is um, like I don't know anyone who it's impacting. So like I hear, but like I don't know about like and I think to a lot of people, regardless, and it's obviously become like a political hot button thing. But um, some people don't think it's real or they're just like it's the flu. Like people die. Um, But regardless, like. Whichever way you feel, like, once you know someone who has it, you know, and there have even been people who, you know, two weeks ago said, like, this is fake. And then they're like, ah, shit, I have it. So <laughs> it's uh, like a wild, it's just like a wild time to be alive. Um, I've been to the store a lot of times. It, like, the stores are ravaged. Yeah. They're ravaged. The target, every target in Philly is picked. It looks like I am legend. Yeah, I went to – there was one in between us, the one on Spring okay. Garden, like just off Spring Garden by Yards, uh, which it turns out right across the street from there, weed dispensary. Ah, Did not know that. For you. Weed dispensary. And another thing, weed dispensaries are considered uh, like medical facilities that will stay open in any quarantine. Oh, they're essential. Yeah. I know not, all non-essential businesses are closing. That's That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I learned. Is like because I was like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. You're like, nah, we'll stay open. Um, so yeah, like the first thing I did was as soon as so leading up to last week, we got off this and we're just like, yo, we're about to get tan. Here's how we're gonna fuck with Frank. Like <laughs> literally all the stupid shit that we had planned, and then um, all of a sudden, I know on my end, I got a message from Scott. That was like, yo, we need to have a contingency plan because we have we had content to make. We have advertisers. And for some of them, it's like new advertisers, so we don't know how they're gonna be in like, yo, you know, like give us back that money immediately, or we're trying, you know, all this shit. And we don't know when or if things are gonna be canceled. So I think like worst case scenario for all of us was like we flew down on Thursday. And on Friday morning, they announced no more. That would have been the that worst. was the worst case. Yeah, I was like, oh, are we going to go to the beach? Like, you know, any good bars down there? Like, and that that was the worst case scenario. It's crazy. And it was they're going to play night. no fans. Place. We were like, they'll play no fans and we'll be yeah. for opening day. And baseball was the last sport that, that kind of caved, right? I mean, they were the last one at NCAA, NBA, NHL, everything was before. And then Passon tweeted, I guess it was Wednesday night, the night before we were going to fly down there. Like, yeah, MLB still planning to play all their games, had the bags packed. And then it was like, I don't know, I, I had the six o'clock flight and it was probably like two o'clock PM that I finally decided that we weren't going. Like it just happened so quickly yeah. is the crazy part. I had a one o'clock flight and I changed to three o'clock and then I changed to your flight because I was just like buying time Yeah, uh, of like, I just don't want to be in the air. And then it was, I I feel like it was like 3.05 or something like that. They made it official. I know that I looked when I saw it was official. I looked at the clock and was like, I would be sitting on a plane right now, and I would be furious. Miserable, miserable. Like, 
And we had that we had that Bronx Pinstripes conference call Monday night, like going over the weekend, and it didn't even come up. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it wasn't even on any of our radar. It what like I mean, in general, it was on my radar, but like things being canceled or closed was not at all. I mean, conferences. I had like work conferences got canceled. Like my company has a big conference in like two weeks that's got canceled. You know, two weeks ago. Uh, where they just moved to virtual. And it was all along the lines of like Facebook had a conference and canceled. RSA had a load and it turns out like a bunch of people got Corona there and it was all in San Francisco. So like Sa- I was like, all right, well, San Francisco is a hot spot. I don't know why, but like San Francisco and Seattle, I don't know if this is real or if this is racist, but I'm like, well, they are closer to where like where we first saw signs. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of the same way I would expect New York. Uh, with anything European, like you sure. know, it's just like you're gonna get that before you get Iowa. So it was like, all right, Geography. that's weird, you know. So like, is it hitting New York? But then it wasn't hitting New York, so it seemed weird. Um, so I wasn't really thinking about it. And then once Scott was like, "What is our contingency plan?" and I had to start re, essentially rewriting all of our content. Um, I was just like, I don't think this is gonna happen because NBA. Once you start, once it was Wednesday night and they pulled players off the court, I was like, "We're fucked." Like there's games no that way. counted. And yeah. Our games don't even count. <laughs> yeah. I, once Wednesday night they pulled the Jazz off the court, I think it was like Jazz Rockets or something like that. I was like, "Oh no, this is they are not playing baseball. You can't have that happen." And be like, "No, we're gonna play our pretend games." It was one of the craziest like 72-hour stretches that, that I've ever seen in life. I mean I remember Tuesday night I, I was looking up, oh, are we going to see Tanaka? Are we going to see Cole? Who's going to be playing this weekend? Is Gary going to be recovered from the flu? Like I was just thinking – I was asking – remember I was asking where, where are our seats? Like that's where my head was. Where are we sitting? Who's pitching? Yeah. What time's the game? So <laughs> inside Browns Pinstripes, we had for everyone who's going to Tampa, like we had like a conference call to just go over – Here's everything that needs to be delivered. Here's what we need from people. Anyone who doesn't have like responsibility, just like help out. So like this way we can get everything done and really enjoy ourselves. And it went around like anyone got questions. And Nick was like, yeah, where are we sitting on Friday? Um, and then even when there was something else as we were all like uh, messaging on Thursday, you asked some question that I was like, Nick only gives a fuck about seeing the Yankees play. That's all Nick gives a fuck about. And I love it. It was tough. No, it was definitely. And then just like that slow feeling of like, oh, this isn't going to happen. And I said it and I said it in our group chat, like I've been waiting for this trip since Jose Altuve's ball landed. Like it's been on my mind pretty much, you know, every day or, or most days. And and to have it ripped out from us and now to have opening day ripped out from under us. Like we went from like I went from complaining that judge isn't going to be in the lineup in Baltimore to there is no Baltimore. Yeah. Like it's just it's just crazy. You gave Altuve's ball landed and I think you gave like a courtesy like three days and then you were like, yo, so what's up with spring training? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like let the mourn the dead and then like, yo, so what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, we are uh yeah, I mean we had players, we had tickets for Baltimore. Your dad owes me $190. We've got um <laughs> no rush. I'm fucking right. We I like I had tickets to a ton of games. You had a whole weekend planned. Like, I had all three. Yeah, it was my sister's birthday. We were gonna go down, do the whole family thing. Yeah. I Amtrak just emailed me and we're like, Yeah, we're refunding you. Yeah. Here's the money. <laughs> Trains canceled. Yeah. Like, damn. At least you didn't um, have to call then, anyone. And like right, we're trying yeah, to get nice. 
And so, like, thir- as Thursday was shaping up, because um, our baby, the person we had lined up to babysit for us on Tuesday was like, hey, I'm coming down with a cold. Um, I might not be able, like, I just, I don't feel good. I might, I'll probably be fine by Thursday, but just want to give you, like, a heads up. And at this point, I'm still not thinking Corona. I'm like, oh, this per- they just have a cold or, you know, whatever. They'll be fine. Now, I don't know. I don't know their test results. Um, and, like, my sister, I was like, can I mention that you have coronavirus? And, like, you know, I'll miss you. Uh, she gave the okay. Yeah. And she was like, yes. Because um, she didn't do anything, like, reckless with it. She was actually – she's been super responsible. Uh, and so I was just like, I don't think anything of it. And now, like, I think, like, I know more people who have corona based on, like, they have every symptom and just haven't gotten tested. So – as soon so with that happening, I had to push my flight back, and then as it started looking worse and worse, I went out and bought a, just a shit ton of formula because I was just like they had just shut down Italy, and I was like, yo, if there's a run on anything, like I can eat a billion different things. Um, if there's a run on food, my wife can eat a billion things, but for right now, like my baby has one thing. And so it's just, eat, yeah. yeah, so I was like, I'm just going to go get a couple boxes. Like, I didn't get anything crazy. I got what we'd normally get just like two weeks earlier. And um, I went to a supermarket and I bought a DiGiorno and like, I don't know, maybe like two other like stupid things. Uh, and then as it got like, then it hit Friday and I went back and bought more stuff. And now like they're talking about shutting New York down for two weeks. And in with these shutdowns, you can go out and get groceries and stuff. But like, I don't know how people are going to act. So I just went out. Like I have enough food for a month in my house. You stocked for a month. I have a month. I, I got know. like this week covered. and I can. I mean, realistically, it'll probably be like two weeks. But like if you told me like, yo, you're looking at 30 days, I could do it. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah, I have the target. We have a target five-minute walk, and I'm going to be working from home for – seems like indefinitely. So I've just kind of been popping over there yeah. like midday when it's not as crowded because if you go at 530, you're totally screwed. Oh, yeah. No, you've got to go when like no one's there or you go at like – I've been going at like – I've gone at like 815 in the morning like with the baby just like okay. we're out. Just yeah. trying to beat the rush. Yeah, and it's weird. Like yesterday, I got the last thing of hamburger buns. I'm like this literally feels like a movie. Yeah. There were hamburger buns. I forget when it was. Like I went on maybe Friday again to get like more stuff and then we had dinner. So we have a couple that's around the corner from us that we're like really good friends with. Uh, we were in each other's weddings, all that stuff. They're like our, some of our best friends. And we had dinner with them on Friday and they were like, oh, we got this wedding shower tomorrow. But like, think we're not gonna go, and then they're like, "But we got this brewery thing. We might do Sunday." And I was like, "Please do not do that, so we can still hang out with each other. Just don't right, go anywhere right. else, and we can hang out." Um, and they were like, "Really? You like stocked up?" Then they went to the store on Saturday. I went when I went Friday. Everything's fine. Saturday, nothing there. And then um, I went to grab like something on Sunday. I just like needed one thing. It was like a regular like I'm going out to grab something uh, Monday morning, and I was just like. Oh, they have uh, they have bread like right now. Like I call them, like you need bread, right? Like what do you need? Like very neighborly, but it's nuts. It is it's nuts to uh, it's just like a crazy time to live in. Like I don't think this is. I mean, I'll go on record. I don't think this is like the end of the world. I think people are going to get sick. I think some people are going to die, and the best is to like minimize that. Um, and hopefully, people like I've read articles that like more people will be bankrupt than dead from this. 
That makes sense. But you, it just feels like this is going to be in the history textbooks in years. Like this is going to be a whole chapter yeah. in, you know, in 50 years when kids are doing, doing their history tests, like this is going to be a section along with, you know, and the only other thing I can think of that'll be in there from my lifetime is really nine 11. Well, this is definitely the biggest thing since then. So yeah. So this is, it is kind of nine 11 ish. Nine 11 happened all at once. Like it was all at once, and I know, like you, you were in the Philly area. I was in New York City. All at once, the world changed. Whereas this, it feels like the world is changing, and it's not quite a snap. I think it is going to be as dramatic, but it's not as um, as much of a snap. And I think the painful thing, and this is where you don't want to go with this conversation, is the people that I see that are going out. Yeah, let's just let's just let's just dive into it. I went out Saturday. You went out on Saturday. That's why we're doing this on Skype. I was ready to get on a plane on Thursday. Like to me, like Saturday, it still hadn't even hit me yet. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not going to stop living just because of this. Like I was ready to ready to go to Tampa just like you were. And I was like, oh, you know, I was ready to get on a plane. So, you know, going to a bar won't be that bad. And the other thing is that the, the way I rationalized it, it's like we went to Goose Island and there's the outdoor area. So I'm like, oh, you know, we'll be outside. So it's not like we'll be inside. That's one of my you know, favorite um that's one of my favorite stupid ideas that people have had. Like with baseball, they're like, well, it's a, it's a stadium. It's outdoors. It was a mental crutch. It like, was a total mental crutch. And that, but now I'm almost like as stupid as it sounds. I'm almost happy I did it because I won't be able to go to a bar for it. It seems like at least a month here, at least in Philly. It was almost like a last hurrah. Yeah. I'm looking back at it. My whole thing, like you, when you said in like the big group chat, you were like, yo, I'm going to be in your neighborhood later. And I was just like, all right, well, maybe he'll change his mind. I'm not going to be that old man and be like, Nick, what are you doing? You can't do this. Um, but I was like, oh, I said to my wife, I go, oh, I got to do the podcast remote. And she goes, well, I go, Nick's going to Goose Island. And she goes, yeah, you do. (laughs) And it's not that. I don't think you're stupid. I think you made a stupid decision, and that stupid decision involved being at a place that there was definitely a lot of stupid people no, <laughs> that are probably have, like disease. There were there were like at least two hundred. Dude, that that backyard felt like a college day drink. Like there were at least two hundred and fifty people out there. Wait, really? Dude, it was packed. You, I thought you were, dude. I thought you were gonna tell me like I was waiting in this story for you to be like, nah. It was like us, and there were like two other couples at like different tables. Oh no, no, there were like there were at least two hundred and fifty people in that and that. But you would have <laughs> never would have thought that there was anything wrong. Anything wrong? It, it was mobbed. It was no. It was, it was absolutely mobbed. <laughs> Oh, that's so much worse. That's so much worse. Um, and you so, know what? It's funny because we were like debating where to go. I was like, well, we can't go to McGillan's because, you know, it's really inside and it's crowded. Like like thinking that, you know, this is somehow you different. Know, actually safer. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. But yeah, no, I mean now and now we don't even have the choice, which is probably good. Everything. I don't see any bars around here opening for at least a month. No, I mean, so minimum. what I so what I get is like I was 27 once. Um, I think I was like 27 when Sandy happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like Sandy happened on a Sunday in New York and like I went out Friday, I went out Saturday. Like I went out all day drinking Saturday cause it was Halloween. And, but then on Sunday morning got out of the city. Um, cause my, I had an apartment in White Plains and my wife had one in, on the Upper East Side. She had a studio and she was like, I was like, we got to get out of here, you know, before it gets bad. And she was like, no, I can't. Like, work will still be open. My company is always open. And I was like, yeah, but like if the power goes out, she was like, yeah, but like I'll, I'll still have work. I go, well, here's the thing. If the power goes out and I'm stuck in a studio apartment with you, I'm going to fucking kill myself. 
we're going to White Plains. And we did. And the only thing that we dealt with there was like HD cable went out. HD on demand went out for like an hour. Yeah. So like, I kind of like, I get it. And I was just like, and then when people kept saying, and this is one thing, I would have lost my shit if you said this and you didn't say it. Uh, The people who said, well, when they tell me I can't go out, then I'll stop. And it's like, well, if you're just waiting for the government to tell you what to do, like you have the opportunity to make your own decisions. Right. You don't have a brain. And you're saying like, no, you got to take this away from me. And even as the weekend was ending, I was saying to my wife, I was just like, oh, yeah, like they're going to shut everything down. Like they have to by Monday at the latest because St. Patrick's Day, like bars would be full right now. if they. Oh, were today, even today. Well, yeah, today's Tuesday. The other thing for me was like it was also about like salvaging my weekend. Like I was so down about not going yeah. out to Tampa. Like I just wasn't able to just – I had to do something. I had to do something. So when so out that's the age it. difference yeah. too because I was like – I mean there was a little bit – like I, I'm upset that we didn't go. But when it was over, <laughs> it was like oh, a little bit of a relief. Because especially oh, like, yeah, when you're no. going to make content, you've been planning. Like, I've been planning this trip. I think I sent the house that we rented to Colleen on the side before last season was at, over. I was just like, yeah. You, you sent it to me like three different times. Like, yo, have you seen the house? Like, yeah. You, you were like, so excited about I was about very the house. excited about this house. Like, it was perfect for what we were doing. We were making an MTV Cribs video. We had a bunch of shit planned. Um, we were going to ride scooters. I had a GoPro to wear like all weekend. We had a ton of booze. I did. I got a call from a, a like Tampa area number, and it was the sailor. It was the liquor store I was supposed to pick up the sailor Jerry's from, and just I. So I I didn't answer. I didn't know who it was, and to just get a voicemail it was like, "Hey, uh, Jack, this is blah 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 blah. You know what? Whatever. Uh, just see if you're coming in to get these two cases of sailor Jerry." <laughs> I was just like, "Ah, oh. I that, wish the house that we." rented uh i believe blue point sent i'd have to look at the math there might be 25 cases sitting in front of that house just in front of the port you should tell tim i think we told the local chapter to like go get the uh, go, go grab it maybe or it. maybe we did nothing like who knows still sitting there because it was different like there was kind of a dividing line like scott really wanted to be there i really wanted to be there but like scott's got kemp like when you have a kid yeah. it's like it's just a little different and people are some people are like well, you know, like kids aren't getting anything from it. It's like, ah, I don't want my kid to be the first, <laughs> you know? Um, so maybe we're, maybe I'd rather be paranoid than like too late. So, no, I, I feel you. It's kind of a lose lose. And the other thing is, like, I would have done this remote knowing that you have like a newborn. I would have done this remote whether I went out or not yeah. because I wouldn't have been able to take the guilt, you know what I mean? If something happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you feel so that's where. I would say you, Jamie, I don't know how many friends you had with you. So just like, I will leave a couple of them in there. Uh, that like 250 minus that is like, that's how many people would just come over to my house. Like whoever yeah. was in that goose island thing is just like, yeah, no, this is fine. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't believe how crowded it was. Like I thought we were going to get there and there'd be some people. And, but like, yeah, it was like, it was like prime time, like even more than new. I mean, people love, People in Philly especially love St. Patrick's Day. Like Love St. Patrick's I mean, Aaron Express was still going off. Yeah. They, well, they, they shut they, down I the know. buses. They shut down okay. the buses. But for the bars who were still know, participating. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, in Philly, there's this thing, Aaron Express. It's the two Saturdays before St. Patty's Day. If St. Patrick's Day is a Saturday, you get three. So there's a bonus St. Patty, the bonus Aaron Express. Aaron was green. It's like a bar crawl throughout the city. But since the city's big, there are just school buses that just run nonstop. 
Um, and like this is where bars make a killing. Like Kavanaugh's in University City, they in when there's two Aaron Expresses, that those two days cover all their expenses for the calendar year. I was gonna say everything's take, profit. Yeah, they can't close. Like they would be. It'd be like you know, it's like an ice cream shop down the shore closing for a month yeah. during the summer. Like you almost can't afford to close. So yeah, and I mean, then then you go into the whole conversation of you know small businesses and, and bars around here locally. Like how are they gonna? It's not get through this. Everyone is like everyone's trying to support local businesses. We're ordering dinner from the diner down the block from us tonight, even okay. though I have all this food because we're not in any kind of lockdown yet. Um, like my brother moved from Florida up to Philly. I got him a job up here almost two years ago and he lives in Maniunk and he just got the word he works from home now. So I was like, just move back in with us. Like we have an extra bedroom. I'm getting, you know, we've got an extra desk. We'll set you up just cause like he's 24. Yeah. 24. So like he doesn't, you know, he'll just be sitting in some shitty apartment <laughs> by himself. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like the isolation. Like I'm in the house all day. It sucks. You were already kind of doing this. Yeah, to but an like extent. you I already had, had this planned out. So yeah, I mean, I'm kind of built for this life. But you <laughs> do, um, like, I had all different ways that, like, I got my socialization that are tougher to do now. Um, but we're on lockdown, at least like self-imposed lockdown. I think that New York has alluded to doing a uh, like stay in place or whatever it is, and uh, if it happens in New York, it's just going to happen here two days later. Exactly, it's a, and that's exactly what's been happening. We've been like a day behind New York, it seems like, in everything. Yeah, um, with everything, but but yeah, I mean, the show's got to go on. We got to have baseball at some point. So right? we're, yeah, we're gonna find some shit to talk about over the next, you know, seems like eight weeks. Uh, and at some point, you know, hopefully there'll be guys working out. There'll be stuff to to talk about on a day to on a week to week basis. But here's uh, here's something new we're gonna try. I am here's the thing. Everyone wants to hear something Yankees. Just every day something Yankees. So what I am going to do is from my Twitter handle at JJ from the Bronx and from at George's Box. I'm gonna tweet a link. This link will take you to a form, a Google form. What I am going to do is I'm going to shoot to do the first bunch this Sunday. Is people are always like, oh, why don't you have listeners on the show or whatever, or like set up voicemails. I don't want to listen to voicemails and talk without knowing the full context or whatever. What I want to do is put something out starting next week, every day. That's like 10, 15 minutes, just something Yankees. We could talk about anything Yankees you want. So what you do is you put in your name, your email, Skype handle, two minimum requirements, or you have to have Skype and a pair of like Apple headphones with a microphone. If you happen to have like a better microphone and headphones, you know what you're doing, like that's awesome. But at a minimum, you have to have those. If you don't have those, as soon as we get on Skype, I'll hear that you don't have those and I will hang up on you and we'll keep it moving because sound quality will be too bad. Uh, what we'll do is, what you can do is submit what you want to talk about. That's something Yankees. It could be what's going to happen this season, what happened last season. That's fine and good. What'll be interesting is if you have just an interesting story you want to tell about something with the Yankees, maybe why you love the Yankees. Uh, but, you know, pick a random thing from their history that you want to talk about. It could be a weird game that they were in. It could be about the time those two players swapped wives and families, like anything like that. And I will get on and we'll just talk about it for a little bit. If you're not good, I might make fun of you a little bit. I won't be mean. Uh, or I might not just might not publish it. 
you know, I might just bank a bunch of these and some work and some don't. And that's the way it is. But if you ever wanted to come on a podcast like this, this is your opportunity. If you just want to talk something Yankees, let's do it. If you want to uh, ask me questions as well, like you could ask me about Susie or whatever the hell it is, or about Nick's rage when uh, things aren't going well for the Yankees, like we'll talk about it. Um, It's weird. It's different. Uh, It might work terribly. It might work great. We'll figure that out. But we're all winging it. Yeah. I mean, we're all winging Like everyone, if I give you 10, 15 minutes a day of just like something Yankees, there we go. So we'll we'll chop it up. I'm going to shoot shoot that out in. Uh, tweets from my handle and from at George's Box Pod. Uh, besides that, with no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's there's still mixed martial arts and esports is on the rise. If you're in entertainment. You can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. I'm going to be honest, kind of makes me want to start betting on some weird shit that there's no sports. There's got to be. Are, are, is horse racing still going on? I was I thinking think like, horse oh. racing's going on. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think animals can get it. Yeah, I mean, they're still. I think, yeah, maybe they're running races with no people. Something. I, yeah, it would be interesting to look into the, you know, to go to betonline.ag and see what's actually up there. It's, it's funny. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been watching like the stock market a ton during this. So, like, I'm gonna be honest. That's like, torture. Why would you? <laughs> well, it's well. First of all, I need to like, like yesterday, I lost a shit ton of money. And then, like, got most of it back today, which is, like, good. I mean, over the last month, I've lost an amount of money that if I, like, said would be insulting to people. I've lost an entry-level salary in the stock market. So then I just start looking at, like, well, how – and this is this is scummy. I will say this is scummy. Uh, like, how do I profit off this? Like, how sure. do I profit off what's going on? I love the big short. Like, how do I big short this? And – um. Then yesterday, I just didn't pull the trigger. Like, there's a, uh, a, a stock ticker to bet against the stock market. And I was just like, I just can't do it. I feel bad. When do you think we're going to see our boys? The Yankees? Yeah. All right. So, we started off with, like, a two-week delay. So, that was going to put us at, like, April 9th. And now they're saying we're going to follow the, like, eight-week thing. So, we're looking at May. Mid-May minimum. I think June, I think June 1st. Well, so that – I'm just saying based on like the timeline that they've given us so far, we'd be looking at May. I – it could be July because you need – they need to get to a point where it can be – you can have 75 people together because you need like 75 people to have spring training. This is a disaster. You need coaches, instructors, like just staff, players – so and they're going to be so that. cautious too. Yeah, so you need to get to that. So that was my big thing leading up to this being shut down. I just kept trying to calm Scott down, and Scott hated it. Where I was like, they won't cancel WrestleMania. WrestleMania is in Tampa. It was supposed to be in Tampa the first weekend of April. 
and I was like, they they will hold off trying to close the doors on stuff because the door once the doors are closed, they're tougher to reopen. Exactly. Once our guys leave Tampa, it's harder to get them back. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think we're looking at probably like mid mid June. Before I we have regular mention, and I'm talking that is regular season baseball games. Okay, so you think they can maybe go back to camp end of May, do They'll a be quick go, ten day build yeah. up? But pitchers have to get rebuilt up. It's almost like a rain delay. But they you can know do where they have to pitchers get, and catchers. I think I think they could build that in. So like if everyone goes back like ten days before opening day, pitchers can go back like fourteen. I mean these guys are professionals. They're doing some kind of throwing program. And there's that's less people. Like right now, you can't have crowds of ten. So then, yeah. like that hits twenty five, like pitchers and catchers. Stretch it out. I do think we are more built for this probably than any other team. Not only because of our depth, because there's no team that's been tested adversity wise. We've had the most rainouts the last two years, the most injury stints the last two years. Like we are so used to getting our world rocked and plans changing. Remember the plane broke down last year. Like yeah. I feel like we are. I feel like that happens like twice every year. Like our guys oh, are sleeping like in airports. Yeah, we've led the league in rain delays at, or rainouts. It seems like the past ten years. I think what we had eight double headers last year. Like it's yeah. we're, we're used to it. We're used to getting crazy, and you're going to see some teams i mean some teams are going to suck anyway but some teams just aren't going to be able to adjust because no matter when it starts or what happens it is going to be a wacky wacky season plus don't you feel dumb getting all fucking nervous in february told you not to worry <laughs> you got, told you small small silver lining is well hey judge and stanton we're going to be probably even hicks we're probably going to have everybody so when do you Severino. think when do you think opening day is I would say I think they might do even like some sort of all-star game kickoff to get everybody excited again. Like whenever the all-stars game is supposed to be mid-July, do some sort of exhibition, pick the 30 most popular players and get it rolling. So, And then start mid-July. I think mid-July. Interesting. So I don't think they would do that just because I think that just burns calendar days. If you can get those guys together, let's get them – towards because that's having one game versus they could be having 15 so it's like the it's amount true. of Everything, revenue yeah everything's numbered i mean my my heart wants june my head is saying july and you know when they they have the all-star game they're like 90 95 games into the season like it's not in the middle of the season right so that brings up the question of how many games are they gonna play like and what is the minimum amount of games that they can play that you can ignore that being part of a Yankees World Series? You got to they got to play at least 100, I think. 100 and, is my number 2. Okay. Anything yeah, less I, than 100, yeah. if we play a 90 game season and we win the World Series, like yeah, I'm going to brag. I'm going to talk that shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to the parade cuz the city of New York needs me to throw a parade now more than ever. But yeah, that's the truth. But like in the back of my head, honestly, I'll be like, eh, yeah. Really, I would consider it just as legitimate. We win the World Series. We win the World Series. I don't care if it's one game, man. They, they used to – in the friggin' 20s, it was the f- team with the best record went straight to the World Series. We still count those titles the same. Yeah, I'm just – but – You would feel – you just wouldn't feel it inside like the same as – Yeah, I mean – yeah, I think I, I would have a, a little bit – when someone brings it up, when someone goes – you know, when I – I talk to Jared Carabas every day. Mm-hmm. When Carabas goes, yeah, but like 
you played 16 games. You won the the World Series of football. You know, you didn't you didn't play enough games. I don't know that I will honestly believe in anything I say back. See, I'm just so used to people ragging on the Yankees, being jealous of the Yankees, trying to delegitimize the Yankees that I just am so I don't even care what people I just don't care what people say. Everybody hates us anyway. Everyone's gonna, you know, if we win the world, it's like when Cashman said in 09, he's like, you know, you call us what you want, you can say we bought it, but just make sure to call us world champions. Like that is all I care about is getting that trophy, whether it's five games, ten games, a hundred games. What I care more about is I want the playoff games to be at Yankee Stadium. I don't want to be going to Houston or Miami playing in a weird dome in a big stadium that doesn't fit our ball club because we are built for Yankee Stadium from a fan's perspective and just from the dimensions. We need to be there in October. So that was that was the next thing I was going to talk about because it was thrown out that we've heard, and so much of this is rumor and innuendo, that like maybe there was a World Series and all the games are in Miami. That sounds horrible. I mean – Imagine having like I would just move to Miami for a week. No, we will be in. We will get a yeah. hotel in Miami for a week. There, like yeah. I'll be there, but yeah. still, like it's not the same as the Bronx, and and it's we're not built for that stadium. And the other thing is, Kane, couldn't you see how full circle would this be? You know, Houston is one of the neutral sites, and couldn't you see Houston getting essentially getting home home playoff games that way? I mean, everything's been working out for them swimmingly. You could so see that the writing's on the wall. Obviously, Miami won't be in it, but like Petco Park's a big park that wouldn't be good for us. Miami's huge. Like when you look at these possible neutral site parks, they're not really that good for us. No, no. I mean, I want to put everyone wants their home cooking regardless. Like I don't care what other stadium is like you want to be at Yankee Stadium. But I also can tell you I don't want to be at Yankee Stadium November 15th. Oh, see, I don't bring it on. Yeah, I run hot, man. I'm good. Bring it on. Yeah, you'll be there with no fucking shirt on. Yeah, yeah. It's just – I'd rather a, a shortened season. I'd rather an 80 game season and get the and get the normal playoff schedule at home than than like a 120 game season with the neutral site. Like that is way more important to me than the number of games because to be honest, if you know if the, there's 80 games, the Yankees will win 60 of them. If there's 100 games, the Yankees will win 75 of them. Like I still think we're going to do what we do regardless of the number of games, and we're going to go to the playoffs. It's a 10 game season. We'll win eight of them. Like that's just how I feel. I'm not worried about a shortened season. Affecting us because at the end of the day, it is people say it's, it's more of a disadvantage. Us. You think it'll help us? See, uh, I mean, we're going to get back Aaron Judge. We're going to get back Giancarlo Stanton. We might get back. We went from having subs totally in our outfield to getting back our entire injured outfield. And we got back, we're getting back our number two starter. Like, it's hugely to our advantage. They, if they, play a season because there is always okay i mean you sort of see this shit like it, it might have to be like this for a year or whatever and then we yeah then it's just like it's a breakdown of society because i see too many instagram influencers who are like this life is no life um i went to high school with a guy who's like a so uh instagram comedian influencer and he posted but on facebook like this shit's all fake like there's no way to live. Like, what's the point in even being alive? You can't go out. And he went to an influencer party at Sugar Factory in Los Angeles. Like, you, he went to an Instagram influencer party at a candy store in the middle of all this. That's just natural selection right there. Just go, go to wherever it's the worst. Go to Seattle and just let five people spit in your mouth. You might as well. Same um, thing. Yeah. So – Hopefully, like, we, we have a season. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's a 
come out of the gates because so and, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. And I, I, I put shit in the players' heads, but you know, last year sucked with all those injuries. And then like you get the news about seventeen, possibly eighteen, nineteen, possibly with like cheating and all this stuff, and there's like an anger and an aggression, and then nothing really happens, and then it's like, ah, we're not really getting out of the gate in terms of health. And now all of a sudden, you get those guys all healthy, all that anger, all that aggression, just angry at the world because of what's going on in it, and, you know, just on and on and on. And I like to think these guys just come out and fucking mash. Like, I'm talking real deal, Hicks, Jug, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Back to back to back to back opening day. Oh man, get me excited. The other thing that the other guy that this benefits is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole threw more pitches, more innings than any pitcher last year. He pitched all the way into the World Series. He started game five. They were going to bring him along slowly anyway. A couple of months off. I mean, with our nine year, $324 million investment, not the worst thing for him. That's the other thing. Plus, I'm convinced after like his spring training interviews that I've seen that he's a genius. So he's just going to learn a new thing to beat everyone. Like that's oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm just like, fine. yeah, you're just going to, you're the man. You're so smart. And then, I mean, Domingo Herman may come off suspension with like 10 games left and gets that's, one world series. He's the only guy that it doesn't, that it doesn't help. You know, at all the, you know, which, which is, you know, look, that's the way yeah. it is. And yeah, he's got to serve his time, but I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be super bummed, but no, you are going to see a much healthier, you would think a much healthier opening roster, you know, on opening day, whenever that is, than we were going to see. Cause we were, like you said, we were ready for an outfield of none of our starters. Yeah. We were possibly Gary wasn't going to be there. I mean, there were a lot of question marks even other than the outfield too. I also, I mean, obviously I don't like what's going on, but let's say Almost like football. Like football has like OTAs and mini camp. So you get to have like guys come in and you see them. And, uh, you know, for like trainers, you get your hands on them. You see things you want to correct. Now, this new training staff that we have, like medical staff got hired in the offseason. And these guys are all wherever they live Dominican Republic, California, whatever. They're not, but now they've had them for a couple weeks, have gotten their hands on them. I've seen, all right, Gary, your back gets a little tight if you back-to-backs. You look like you're in the best shape of your life, but maybe we noticed this. You know, maybe, like, judge, all right, so we've seen what's going on. Did I hear something we want to, like, add to your workouts so you can work out with the rib situation? Stanton, you know, just make it their own. Make it their own cooking, kind of. I got some advice for Aaron Judge. Sit down on the couch, take an edible if you want to, and do not move. Don't go swing. Don't go work out. Don't go train, run. Just sit there. This is such a blessing for him. He was trying to read. You know, did you hear him talking about, oh, I'm trying to get ramped up early? Dude, just take (laughs) it easy. No need. Yeah. Please just take it easy. You have plenty of time to heal now. There's not going to be any surgery. I mean, this really benefits him a ton, an insurmountable amount. Probably more than – any other, um, like, I don't know, any any other player? Like, because he was really just going to miss a ton of the season on a year that, like, was supposed to be his breakout. Right. It was going to be, like, two months. And now, all of a sudden, he's got a chance to win MVP again. 
you know, yeah. playing a full season. And, and we all want that now. This benefits him, benefits him a ton. The other guy, of course, you know, I was like so pissed today because I saw Verlander's going to be out six weeks and six weeks. I'm like, this motherfucker gets every single break. He's not going to miss any time either. Um, but Verlander's the only one I could think of that this is really going to help because he would have been out six weeks too. Well, it seems like, yeah, he was going to be out and he, then he got, yeah, he got groin surgery, like kind of out of nowhere. So I wonder if some guys are just like, oh, like this is the opportunity to get like get shit cleaned up. It is. Um, I think it is. And it might be, yeah, like you said, guys that were maybe considering getting something that are on the fence, play through it or get a surgery, almost like how Voight was last year where he chose not to get it during the season. Yeah. He came back like that pendulum is now going to swing towards surgery because you have all this extra time. But yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping Verlander completely breaks down this year. And I mean, he's starting to, he's got the the tricep thing or the lat thing and then the, the groin or the hamstring. So he's old, man. He's thrown a lot of innings. You would think he's just got to break down. At some point. Yeah. And then they're really screwed. But yeah, but then he's throwing 100 in like the seventh inning. I know, I know. It's, what it's, the it's fuck a, he's doing? He's getting more steroids in him. It's infuriating. You know who might be, who just has, has the shittiest luck in the world? Is Clint Frazier. <laughs> he really does. So Clint Frazier gets called up in on July 1st, 2017. August 10th, left oblique strain. Doesn't, you know, goes to rehab, does not come back that year. 2018, concussion. All year. Misses pretty much the whole year. Comes back, like plays like on and off a little bit. Um, so sporadically, though. Yeah, he never sporadically, got any kind like, of groove. Yeah. yeah. Never got any. But there were opportunities there. There were injuries. There was opportunities for him to play. Um, then 19... All these injuries, he's getting ankle sprains, can't get like cleared to come back and play. Um, you know, comes back in September, doesn't make the postseason roster. And now he's got, he looks good in spring training. We've talked about the adjustments to his swing and his stance and all that stuff. And now coronavirus, he won't get the opportunity again. And he'll be in, probably be in AAA now if. You know, when the season starts, if everybody's if everybody's healthy and we'll see how they play with him and Anduhar, kind of who gets, you know, who gets those final couple of spots. But, yeah, a lot of those fringe guys, I mean, we, you know, we could go we're like, yeah, Roselle Herrera is going to be a key <laughs> contributor. This guy's going to be buried in the minors now. And there's a lot of guys like that. And I wonder for a guy like him, like, um, you know, to a certain extent, like there's a groove like he was in a groove right now. And maybe he's maybe he's not. And like, you know, you shut it down for eight weeks, like whatever this groove is that you had figured out could go away and it could have lasted all season, but it could just go away. Baseball it, yeah, it interrupts your timing. As good as stuff like – as good as this is for Judge and Stan who were injured, it's horrible for the guys that were – I mean, DJ LeMahieu was hitting, what, 500 in spring training? He was ready to go. I don't think DJ LeMahieu knows anything's going on. He's just there I was every day say, taking ground balls. Does not He's, give pro- he's definitely still there. He's definitely still there. He took ground balls today. Catch. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking ground balls today and then uh, – and Stanton and Cole uh, played catch. Interesting. Okay. You'd think like Stanton's probably, if there were able to play games, he probably might be playing in rehab games or sim games at this point. It's been almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were expecting, uh, you know, that it would be about last week. We said like, yeah, he'll probably, we were still trying to get opening day out of him. 
And I'm hoping we still get some judge updates or updates on, you know, our, our injured guys. I, I still want to know how Paxton's coming along. I know he had started playing catch, but seriously, Aaron Judge, you have to chill out, man. Do not go work. Use this. It's a blessing. Like God, he's a religious guy. Like God is telling you, you know what I mean? Just sit down and don't do anything. I mean, that that's the key for him. Um, You've I had just, two I just messages directly to Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge, if you listen to this, just follow us and then like unfollow us. Like we'll get the notification, then unfollow. We won't blow it up, but we'll know. You know, if you're yeah. getting Nick's message and you're going to stay on the couch, please. I mean, uh, I think that the big thing, it got a lot of us excited out of all of this is um, that the players had a meeting, unanimous vote. We're all staying in Tampa when this is a, a couple week thing. We're all staying in Tampa. We're going to work out together informally or formally, whatever, you know, because that changed. Like first it was like formal workouts and it's informal. You know, it's gone back and forth. They decided to stay. And then it came down on Sunday that the league is kind of just like, go wherever you want to go. Um, and at, fir- at first it was, you can go wherever you want to go. Like you can go home, you can go to the home team city, or you can stay where you are. Uh, and they were really encouraging people who make their off season in, you know, other countries to stay in America because it would be tougher to get back into the country possibly, which makes sense. Um, but now it's just kind of like do whatever you want to do. Some guys are going to stick around Tampa. Uh, some guys are going home. Some guys are unsure. I think a big thing that's keeping people around is they can still work out at the facilities. Like there are certain steps they have to go through. Like I don't think they could just show up. Like the whole team couldn't show up and just be like, hey, we're going to sandlot it. They'd be like, no, like – can't have 40 guys here. It's over. 10. Yeah, it's very limited. What yeah. does Cashman call it? A skeleton crew? Yeah. In terms of like the staff too, because they need to have staff there to open the doors, unlock everything, yeah. turn on the lights or whatever. So there's there's all that that goes into it. But no, Friday afternoon, I was having, you know, having a beer on my porch here. And I was like, you know, I got the update. The Yankees are staying. I was fired up. I blogged it. I went and just went to my computer, you know, posted a little pump up article. The boys are staying. And then all of a sudden, you know, 48 hours after that, you know, today I saw Boone drive out and a couple of guys left. It's just totally up in the air and just another example of how fast everything is changing, man. Yeah, like day to day. There there are times during this whole thing where I'm like, ah, I feel like it's getting better just because nothing else has been canceled. I'm like, oh, there's nothing else to cancel. I have a buddy who's supposed to get married on the 28th at the Bronx Zoo, had to had to change his wedding. It's nuts. No, I had a, and I know, I know a guy who was supposed to get married last weekend. He ended up, I think they ended up going down to city hall or something and still doing it, but they had to cancel the actual yeah. party. I mean, and it was like two days before it's just wild times. It's something you never thought you never thought you'd see, but yeah, I mean, we went from, Oh, you know, we'll still get the spring training games into, we'll still get opening day into, to April 9th to now May 15th. And it's, and it's going to keep going. It's, it's the reality of it. And that's what scares me is we're a couple updates away from there being no season. Yeah. But like, like you can't just start the season in September. Like we're getting dangerously close, and I don't think people really realize that yet. But but we are kind of going in that direction. So what I try to do for my own sanity, and I think you know this is your therapy session every week after yeah. all, is if it gets to that point, everything else is so fucked you won't care about baseball. Well, I don't think that'll happen. Dude, if they're and not, if they we have don't to cancel out. a full baseball season, like the world is borderline ending. You know, it's, you hope it doesn't get there, but it might. Um, so now 
some guys will be there, which is great. Um, like Hap lives in Clearwater, so it's like he just drives in every day. Like yeah, yeah, he's a daily commuter. Yeah, it's like yeah. a college kid that parents live yeah. <laughs> near the university. Buys a sick car. Um, so it just like it's good to see that, but at the same point, like like you said, your article, like that, that was pump up that gets the boys going, and then now it's at the point where it's like. I don't know. Like, it's tough to get excited because there's nothing to really get excited about. The only thing you can keep getting excited about is we are going to see a, a healthier team. You know, and imagine if and imagine if we were fully healthy and ready to go and this happened. Like, it, I know it doesn't feel like it could be worse, but that would be a lot worse. Yeah. If, like, Judge was Judge and Stan were mashing in spring training and we were like, you know, here comes Mantle and Maris part two. And, you know, everybody's fired up there on the cover of, of SI or something together standing back to back. And then this happens. That would definitely be that would definitely be worse. I think another weird thing, like you talked about the idea of like a, an all-star game to kick off the season is we have seen after work stoppages, uh, certain things like kind of fly like after 94 steroids. You know, in the 80s, it was greenies. Yeah. Like, how do we make the game more exciting? Now, last year, we had a juice ball until the playoffs. Like, do you just fucking extra juice it? Because it's weird. Like, baseball didn't do anything wrong. It's not like they had their millionaires and billionaires arguing, and that's why they can do it. It's like, this is just happening in the world. Does America need dingers more than ever? Like, there's a Simpsons episode where at the end of it, it's like, Someone says something like serious and Mark McGuire is like, yeah, do you want to talk about that? Or you want to see me hit dingers? And people are just like, dingers. <laughs> like, that's what we need right now. I don't think you can juice the balls any more than they already were. I mean, it was it was wild last year with those. The thing. But you brought up the All-Star game again. Like the All-Star game is at Dodger Stadium. Like, it, it, look, if this if it was in Milwaukee or I don't know, some random park like that or Miami, maybe. But like, I, I got to think Manfred really wants to have. The All Star Game at Dodger Stadium, but and it's another huge gate. I mean, that place holds what ninety thousand people, and celebrities are going to be there. It's going to be Dodger Stadium that doesn't have ninety thousand people. Uh, that might have been a little high, but it's a bigger stadium. Yeah, I mean, I just say 50, 57, 58, if, 60. If it, I just think fifty six thousand even. Good guess. Okay. Good guess for on a real guess. Thanks. I know the ninety wasn't a real guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, you need to get games in. You know, you need – I mean, and to a certain extent, they could do – they used to do two All-Star games. They used to do one before the season and one after the season. How far we go? Are we going back to, like, Ruth and Garrick, two All-Star games or, like, the yeah. 50s? Yeah, I think – and they've done weird stuff, like, when there's been wars. Yes, I know that. That's true. And random home run derbies and stuff. Yeah. I do remember that. So I think they could – possibly do it um two all-star games were held uh in 59 60 61 and 62 um so i mean i don't know maybe you add that in as like if you can't get the first one because you could still do la like la stays warm enough for them to play like a november all-star game then you've got to worry about like free agents and you know are you going to get the best of the best some guys are just going to shut it down does it become the pro bowl but, like, honestly, that game doesn't fucking matter. So you throw in a home run derby and a couple stars and, you know, people are excited. They just want to see dingers. 
That's true. And we talked about originally, we're like, oh, April 9th, you know, they can just pick up the schedule on April 9th and we'll make up the other games later. No, but no, now you, change, you yeah. have to totally rework the schedule, right? Like interleague, you got to get rid of all the, you think all the interleague games, those are, you got to think those are going to be the first to go. I mean, the divisional games are going to be the priority. And then, you know, we'll have probably play each of the other AL teams once and yeah. maybe play each of the division teams twice. Like, I don't, I mean, it's going to be really, it's going to be really tight. Um, I don't know. So how, how do you think they'll do, yeah, how do you think they'll do that? So I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to I would imagine that they have contingent there or at least they're coming up with like contingency plans of like, all right, if we can <coughs> you have like five plans maybe. And it's just like, all right, if we can start on if everything moves up, like let's say the CDC changes their mind, I think you have one plan that's like uh, like take backsies, where they're like, no, no, we said eight weeks, we meant six. Like you know, one very optimistic, probably not going to happen plan. I was going to say, man, yeah, be. but like pie in the sky. Here's how many games we would get. Here's how we structure it. Then you start getting into more of like, all right, if you're looking at whatever the date ends up being, like May, uh, you know, mid May. If we're starting there, how many games would we be able to get based on the amount of days off we have to give? Like contractually in the CBA, they have to give a certain amount of days off. Um, would the Players Association maybe allow some flexibility in that if we expanded rosters instead of maybe 26 to like 28? So I think they have to. Um, do we schedule a doubleheader every Saturday? Doubleheader every Tuesday during the summer? Like on a, for getaway days, like how do we mix doubleheaders back into it? And then like that gives – so you have like almost at that date, you have two plans. One is like just a straight through. The other is like we're trying to cram games in. How many games does that give us? Then you have maybe like the same thing for like a date in July and a, a date in June and a date in July. So like seven plans. And then as things start to do, it's like, all right, well, the first one, that pie in the sky one's gone. Like, all right. We've started talking – like you start talking to the Players Association in advance of like what concessions would you guys make if we make – so like for the good of the game. Because then, I mean, they also have to figure out like pay. Like are you paying all these guys? Like millions of – And Garrett, service time. Yeah. And ser- like like how is that going to work? Because they're always manipulating service time, free agency. I mean there is such a mess. They're dealing they're with all out. sorts of stuff with like minor league players. So like only – teams don't have to give minor league players anything. So some teams have stepped up and said like they'll give them the $400 a week per diem they were getting anyway. Um, if you think about it, that it ends up being – so per diem's untaxed. So you're looking oh, – okay. So – you're looking at twenty four hundred dollars after what would be twenty four hundred dollars a month, or no, sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like making like you can eat, you can eat, you can yeah. eat on that. I mean, because they're saying like we can't get jobs because we're we have to be ready to come right back. No one's going to hire us, whatever. Um, but yeah, like is Garrett Cole getting all his money, or is he not? Like how you know does he just apply for unemployment like everyone who's a bar back? <laughs> Oh my you god! Know? Like, not you know, imagine that he needs his money. application. But like, were, like not that he the needs office. the money, but like, do you do that to create a paper trail for like insurance claims or whatever? Like, it can get very confusing. So I think they start talking to the players association early on this, so then they can know like, well, if we've got these dates, like they're willing to do this, they're not willing to do that. Then you have at least the skeleton format of how many games. 
And then as you get closer to one of those plans or two of those plans, then I think you start mapping out what would the season look like? How many division, how many, you know, whatever. Do, is interleague gone? Do we not get the Cubs this year? I wanted the Cubs. Um, no, I did too. Yeah. So like, do, do you get rid of all that? And then you've, then you've actually got to make the schedule. And I think they use like a software now, but have you ever seen the uh, 30 for 30 called the schedule makers? No, I haven't. Oh, it's just like an algorithm to make the schedule though. No, it's this old couple who lives in like New Hampshire who for a billion years, like up until recently, while you've been an active baseball fan, while you've been probably an adult, uh, by hand made the baseball schedule. What? Yeah. Wow. It's a 30 for 30. Maybe. So that's then we got to fill time. We'll watch it again like this week. We'll, I'll, okay. we'll find a link. We'll look to, to do that. Dude, I got, yeah, I got a bunch of ideas for thing we can watch. We do like, uh, you know, like book reviews, but watching an old, old Yankee games on YouTube. That's the nice thing about YouTube, too, is like I was watching last night. I just watched the eighth inning of game seven of 2003. Just that rally. Just just to watch something. And everything is on there. Yo, so that's another thing. It's not. It's you. It's a lot of people. I see a lot of people who are just like, yo, I'm watching this random game. <laughs> Psychos, you guys. Are psycho. We all have our mechanisms, man. We all. It's got to be. It's like Planet Fitness. It, it's got to be the judgment-free zone. It we is all have our coping mechanism. It's like weaning off drugs. It's like whatever. When you're on heroin, it's whatever they give you to like to take every day, so you don't do heroin again. Like that's. It's just like it's not quite Percocets. It's less, but like something. you're watching the eighth inning to get yeah. to feel alive. It's something. It, it really it, – the other thing is like this would have been a lot – obviously, is a, kind of a dumb statement. But this would have been a lot easier if we would have won last year because I would just be watching the DVD every single night. I'd be like, oh, this is all good. We'll come back and repeat when we get back. And that's just another like stinger like, ah, if there was ever a year to win, like last year was was kind of it, especially with this now. How um, – I saw it's like a weird thing that when – so the Blue Jays won – their first championships in like 92 and 93. Yeah, they went back to back. And then 94 was a strike. Uh, when the Toronto Maple Leafs won their first Stanley Cup in like 81 or 71 or 1901, whatever it is, there was a strike the next year. Um, and now Toronto Raptors have won. Or there was – it wasn't necessarily that sport. It was like some sport had like yeah, – yeah. uh, And now the Raptors a- won a championship and now we're not getting any sports. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was whatever it is, like your your own sport. But yeah, I found that to be interesting. Um, Do you remember the strike? Like, how old were you? So I was strike? nine. Okay, so you gotta have some memories of it. Oh, I have a ton of memories for it. So okay, at nine, I had really gotten into like I was just I was really learning baseball. I played little league since I was like five. But you don't know what you're doing. It's just a thing you go. You know, you know when you're fucking playing literally like t ball, and it's just like you have some ugly colored t-shirt like a yellow t-shirt a yellow hat all your friends have different color things because there are no real teams and like you go and you play in like jeans you know like it doesn't exactly but that's exactly what it was and then you know by nine like you were in baseball pants to everything whatever i still remember i was at a um i was in florida on vacation at a nudist resort for a month and this is a true story I was living in a nudist resort for a month in the summer of 1994. At, at age nine? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the whole I've won a, I won a silver medal in the nude Olympics in junior shuffleboard. I'm dead serious. That's a one hundred percent true story that I will tell it at some point in this. We've got a lot to fill. I can't give it all away in one thing. We're gonna have a lot of time for random stories. But I was just getting into like really into baseball and reading box scores. Because there was no internet. So it was like I'd get the daily news. Like in New York, we got the daily news. You get whatever in Florida, like, you know, there's a paper in the house. And um yeah, I would just go through and see like what everyone was doing. Cause like Paul O'Neill's trying to hit four hundred, you know, every year. Like what you know, what are we you know? Uh, it was just like it was the nerdiest information you could get, but I was really getting into it and seeing like who did what. And, you know, they start to put in there was like one section in the paper where we just have like home run leaders. Like it was the only way you could track stats then. So I would just get interested in that stuff. And then one day it just like boom, strike. It's not there. And I was like, what's this? Like a day? They took the day off. <laughs> and then yeah, then I remember um, this is, I think, when I really realized I I cheer for laundry when they were going to bring like replacement players in, and, and, and like my, I was like, why don't our minor leaguers play? Like they're better than these guys off the street. Let's just win. It's a championship to win. Let's just go win it. Like I don't give a shit about Don Mattingly. Um, yeah. So I remember that, and then I remember baseball coming back. I remember watching spring training games. Cause I would just get so excited to watch them when it was replacement players. And you're just like, oh, you guys stink. <laughs> like, you guys are truck drivers. Because they would they would tell all these stories, too, of like, this guy was a truck driver recently. Like, there were guys who just slipped in the cracks there. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the home runs of, you know, 96 through, you know, the 2000s. Like, kind of that bounce back. So it's like, it, it's weird to not have baseball again. And weren't we in 94, you might know this more, didn't we have the best record yeah. or maybe the best record us in the and, AL when us it and, ended? Us and the Expos. Okay. Yeah, this was oh, it was right. Don Mattingly's chance. Like Don And Mattingly. then 95, they I guess they they were the wild card. And didn't 95 it started late? Yeah, 95 started like 10 days late or something like that. Oh, okay, it so not too bad. Yeah, it was a shortened spring training because that's when I remember them even saying like, why is spring training so fucking long if we could just do this? Um, and so I think the season was like 150 games, something like that. Okay. And then, um, yeah. And then we went into, and that's like, we made the playoffs. And I just remember all these years of like going to games and just getting like a fucking Danny Tartable pogs as like giveaways. It's just like, this stinks. Um, we're in the playoffs. We're going to win a world series. Don Manningly's back has been broken for forever. Uh, and then Ken Griffey did his thing. Fucking killed yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to to baseball being back. We got a lot of time to fill on this, and like people we are. have a lot of downtime, and we're gonna try to fill it. Um, you know, I, we have a bunch of content ideas. We're all kicking around um, because it's just tough to do this when there's no like games to talk about. No, exactly. It's funny. I was joking to Jamie. I was like, oh, you know, my first year on a baseball podcast and, you know, there's no baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, man, you really messed this up. I was, I should have kept things <laughs> how they were. The universe would have helped us. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to fill, we're going to fill the time. Uh, we're we're going to make it interesting. We're going to tell interesting stories. Uh, you can fill out the form for the something Yankees and we're just going to talk something Yankees. Sometimes it'll just be me and Nick. I'll be like, yo, you got a random thing you want to talk about? My goal is I'm going to try to do like very little research and just come here and talk shit. Uh, but 
I don't know, it's just going to be so weird, especially, you know what it is too? Like this weekend, it was so warm. So it was like, yeah. ah, like you get that feeling in your bones. If you played baseball into like at least high school, you get that feeling in your bones. Like even my the wife, internal clock. Yeah. Like my wife played little league, you know, when she was a little girl and she even said she was like, she walked the dogs one day last week and she was like, you know, when it's like March little league practice. That's what it feels like where like you're still and, you know, talking, we're talking early 90s now, like when you still when you get that sting in your hands every time you hit because you had no idea what you're doing. And it was cold and you're just in jeans for some reason. Like that's what it feels like out. And I went out and was like, that's exactly what it is. So in the blog today, uh, you know, Andrew posted a great blog with all of us kind of contributing. What are we going to miss about baseball? And Dom's kind of stood out to me because he was like, you know, that first 65 degree Saturday where you walk outside and you don't feel cold and you're like, oh, I can wear shorts. Like that's when it's going to be weird. It's going to be like April 15th, you know, that first Saturday where it's nice. The birds are chirping. It's sunny and there's going to be no baseball. Like it's also going to be weird waking up on March 26th, like I guess Thursday. There's going to be all. Any game that you either had tickets or you like mentally were like, yeah, I'm going. So it's like the 26th. Then May it's 9th. like, yeah, a- May 9th, April, uh, like June 25th, all the BP crew events, any other games that we planned about, like going, what was it, like April 5th, April or April 4th, April 25th, April 2nd, like <laughs> a lot of them. The Cubs series, yeah, no, all of I had them, yeah. And, oh, and they, what are they going to do? We haven't talked about this, the Field of Dreams game. That's got to be up in the air because that requires extra off days. Yeah. I think the Cardinals and Cubs are supposed to play in London. Like it's just such a mess, man. So they are uh, – when is the London series this year? So I I feel confident if we don't get August for like when Field of Dreams would be, we're not – we're just not getting baseball. Like there's – Yeah. Like if we're not getting it by then, yeah, we're not getting um, – we're not getting baseball. And then – I think it's like Geico's the sponsor of that. Like you have to like play those games. So now yeah, the London series the, yeah. is June 13th and 14th, which is about when I'm saying I think baseball would be back. Maybe kick it off with that. Kick it off. Like it'd be a dramatic like start. Um, but at the same time, I think when it comes down to it, like if it's like you can have this dramatic start of like the season in London um, and have them play – uh, in the day there where it's like 10 a.m. here, like almost like football. Like an NCAA think. tournament where there's seven games all in a row or something. Yeah, but I'm just saying for this like first game, like the first pitch of the season's in London, you know, um, 10 a.m. Eastern time. It's like when the Jaguars play over there eight times a year or whatever, and you wake up and you're like, ah, fuck it, football. I haven't had breakfast yet. But if you can play then, why aren't you playing on the 12th? You know, it's just like you you can get an extra day in. You can actually get an extra two days in. But that's like something I really haven't thought about is that extra travel. Yeah, with the with those events specifically. The other thing that I think will be good is like, you know, you get some people that are like 162 games. Like, you know, the games don't matter as much. If it's like a 90, 90 or 100 game season, the games should be a little bit more intense. Like we're not going to be punted. You know, there's those days where the Yanks will win on Monday and Tuesday and then it'll be a Wednesday one o'clock game and he just benches everybody. Like yeah. there will be none of that. No, there is a 90 it's gonna game be closer season. to it's going to be closer to football. Yeah, because I, mean, I think and basketball even, and hockey are 82. It'll be. Yeah, it'll be like but that. So I think there's a rhythm for like the way you run a team, you run a sport, you play a game, whatever, where it's like football players are kind of bred on. You've got to break it up into three seasons, three, four game seasons is what I've heard before. Now they, they change it. But 
Um, and then that first one, the first four games season, you're trying to get, you know, two and two. If you're a really good team, you're obviously trying to go four and oh, but you're trying to get through that, get more chemistry going because they're preseason's bullshit. Then you're really ramping it up. Those next eight are like everything's do or die. And for a lot of, you know, for fans, every game's do or die there. For basketball, I mean, we hear about how often basketball players are sitting. You know, Kawhi Leonard's played 12 games this year. Right, right, He's ready to go for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, You know, LeBron's always resting, which I get. They travel a lot. They play back-to-back, stuff like that. Uh, There's way more running than baseball. But for baseball, I don't think you can immediately go from 162 to, like, a basketball mentality because it's just, like, you're built for there being so much more. I don't think like I just don't think their internal clock feeling like everything would feel off. They just need to play every day. I think you see yeah, a lot maybe. of guys play every day. But now you have it as like a like you know people say oh it's April you know it does like there's gonna yeah. be none there's gonna be none of that too like you know when when you like it's, even the Yankees like our stadium's half full in April it's freezing it's not people nobody's as into it Boone's not as into it the fan like it's gonna be hit the ground running and you know that our fans are gonna be just chomping at the bit. I wonder to what's going to happen with like so ticket prices will they stay the same? If let's say they scrap the whole schedule, like they not the season, but they just go we got to redo this whole schedule, right? And so like anyone who bought like if you bought tickets to whatever, you know, like you and your family were going to go to some game like here you're automatically refunded. You know, you paid $100 a ticket, here's your 400 like, but you bought tickets for, let's say, them to play the Orioles on August, blah, blah, blah. Random Saturday you picked for, you know, a family outing. Uh, when they go to scrap the schedule, do they just automatically refund everyone and go, oh, it's 90, 90 games, 100 games, whatever it is. Oh, and that $100 ticket's 120 now. Less games, more people. People want to get to games, less opportunity. Let's shoot our shot. I think there would be some blowbacks, you know, for being scummy, but... I would be surprised if they try it. I think they might do that, but yeah, as long as they refund everybody that you bought, like I think that's okay. Like what's not okay is like, you know, for instance, the three games that I bought in Baltimore, like, oh, you know, the Yankees are coming back in August, so your tickets are good for that day now. Like you can't do that. Did you they do that? Refund. They didn't do that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but like oh, sometimes they sad. do that with a rain delay. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, like for instance, last year I think my dad went to a Yankees Orioles game in Camden Yards. It got rained out. In like May, and they're like, oh, well, they're making it up in July. And he's like, I can't come. You know what I mean? I can't come back in July. So like they can't do that. As long as they refund everybody for all the tickets that aren't being played, I don't care if they charge an extra 20 20 or $30 or whatever to try to make up for lost revenue. That is like the least of my concerns right now with everything going on. But yeah, they got a lot to figure out, the owners with money. I mean, you know Hal's got to be freaking out about this. Yeah. No, he's got to be very – like, I mean, I think everyone, but it's so tough. So they did announce, like, right before we recorded this on Tuesday, that every team is donating a million dollars towards their creating a fund for like displaced stadium workers, and like that, it's not gonna, that's not going to make them whole. Like, it's not the same amount of money, but you're also not actually going to work. So, you know, let stadium workers. What about the guy selling water bottles outside of Yankee Stadium? What about all those Jersey shops and and Billy's? And you got to oh, yeah. think about the, all those other small businesses that aren't necessarily affiliated with the team, but that live and die off of people going to baseball games. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, so that's like a that's a bigger a bigger government issue. Like the Small Business Administration. Like there are places where you can go and and 
fill out applicate fill out stuff to get grants and and all this stuff um but yeah i mean like the water bottle guy's not getting that because you don't have any like right but like billy's like is billy's gonna open who's gonna go to billy's if there's no no they don't really open unless there's something going on at the stadium or like a special occasion so it's um yeah, I, I mean, they're going to have to, and it's so weird because so much of that business is cash. So you got to think about for businesses that are, and now I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but if a good amount of your business is girls with big tits and big asses standing over a bucket, like a, a bathtub selling cans of beer. And $8 just, Miller Lights. Yeah, for like cash. Not every dollar might make it in, you know, so you don't kind of get what you want. I used to, I wanted to open a food truck for so long before they opened like swipe or whatever, all the shit where everyone can pay for a credit card everywhere. Cause it's just, you make so much money. Oh, and the, in the cash business. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, no, all those bars. I mean, yeah, it's all cash. I mean, it's, it's a lot of cash billies, even, even stands. And yeah, especially after, after a big Saturday game, like you can't even get to the bar to use a credit card. You have to go up to the bathtubs. Yeah. You know, and just have cash. And then it's tough when you think like, I don't know how they're going to prioritize things, but, you know, is Billy's getting whole from this as important as making sure that like every flight attendant in an airline who has nothing to do with fucking us as like the airline corporations do, you know, it, it, I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, there was a while there. There was probably a good four day stretch over the weekend and right before it where I was like, I honestly think I'm the most qualified person to be president of the country right now because I feel like everyone's fucking up. And now, like, nah, I don't think it's me. I'm not going to run. I'm 35, so I could run, but I'm not. I've decided against it's, it's it. It's not in play? It's not not in right play. now. Not right now. i got to focus on the show, you know? i got to focus on the podcast. Yeah, it's um, it sucks. It sucks. It's weird. It's like, where do you... So, like, I watch a ton of shit. I watch a ton of YouTube I watch Netflix. I have a server that downloads stuff. So I watch every movie. I have every movie, every TV show. Like I have everything. And there's a billion streaming options. But for you, like I feel like you don't even know where to start. Like you're just like a deer. Like, do you even have your own Netflix profile? No, that's exactly right. No, I, I have Netflix. So to give you an idea, I'm rewatch right now I'm rewatching Entourage and I'm on season three because it's just like makes me smile watching. There has that show. never been more content available than right now in the world and you're watching a decade old show where entourage is great every like i watch every episode of entourage love entourage would never go back and rewatch it there's so many things to watch netflix is it's, it's overwhelming I, you're right i have no idea where to start dm me friggin suggestions yeah that's what <laughs> i was gonna get i mean yeah i don't even know like you're not a movie guy either like you don't get- no nah, i don't really yeah i don't really do yeah ton ton with movies i mean but i have all the like i have hulu because i have spotify i have amazon prime so i get their thing and then i have netflix like I, I have everything at my fingertips i just don't know it's almost overwhelming and i, I sound like a loser but i kind of miss like you could just go into like walking into a video store and be like oh these are the these are the comedies or these are the new releases just picking one and leaving and now it's just like I don't even know where to go. You're such an old soul. Um, yeah. I mean, I give you some recommendations. We're going to have to come up with, with some stuff. I got to find this 30 for 30 for you so that you can, uh, so that you can watch it. Yeah. I need ideas. I'd love to like get hooked on something like, and I've done all the classics, like, you know, breaking bad Sopranos. Like I've done most of, most of the big ones, but it's hard for me to just, 
get hooked on a random like Netflix original series, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's just like every episode of Entourage. Like, I'll just tell you what happens. Like, Vince gets a movie. Vince can't do the movie. Uh, someone figures something out. Oh, Vince could do the movie. That's all it is. <laughs> That's literally it. But it's just a little like it's just a little like jokes and the witty stuff that they say. That's makes me crack up. But yeah, no, I yeah, I got a I got a lot of research to do here. And you don't read it. You don't read, right? No, I don't read. At okay. All. Or is that on the table for this? So I maybe think pick up a book. In other, <laughs> maybe, maybe you sound like my. As I said, my sister works at a bookstore, so she's always concerned that like I don't read. Um, polar opposites sounds like yeah yeah no it's like totally um i like i get i could read a book like if there's a book you really want to read like i could do it but you also got to keep in mind so i've got my wife working from home and so like i like your jamie has to go to work right yeah she works in a hospital yeah. that's another thing that's terrifying me yeah yeah <laughs> going so, to like, a hospital every no day coming over yeah yeah. You are working from home, so at least like you get some space. Like now, my house is my house is four stories, so we've got room. But like my wife is working from home now, so she's taken over my office, which is in the basement, which is like my space during the day. I'm on paternity leave, so I'm with a baby all day. I've got two dogs, and now my brother's coming to like stay with us, and he'll have a desk in the guest room and everything. So it's just like I don't even know when I'm gonna. The dogs are shedding. The dogs are starting the shed. Uh, Worst time. So that I'm just ass. vacuuming nonstop. Um, I the baby's starting to teeth. So it's like I don't there is no time for me to just sit down and, and like do a book. That's true. You got you got enough on your Unless plate. I I'll, do it at the end of the night. Like if at the end of the night I was like, Oh, this is how I'm gonna settle down. But like I'm already I'm already high, so I'm gonna fall asleep anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of good there's a lot of good Yankees books. I'm surprised you haven't like, like have, document like biography, oh, like I a have panel a ton of biography. Them. I okay, have okay. a ton of them. I have uh The Captain. I have a, another Derek Jeter book. I have the Derek Jeter picture book. Um I have a book about the Undertaker that I bought because Kevin Sullivan, who runs Yes.com, used to work for WWE and wrote the book. And I was like trying to get a job at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'll buy your Undertaker book. <laughs> um, it's a true story. And I don't know. I got some other Yankee. Like I think I got like a Yankee Stadium book. I don't own a lot of books. Yeah. But I do nah, own I their Yankee books. I mean, when the Mitchell Report came out, I went to like the Drexel like print shop and printed it out and had it binded like I was going to read it. I never fucking touched it. I, spent, I was going like, to say, that sounds boring as shit. I spent st- whatever is probably like 30 bucks, which was a billion dollars in college student money, to like print this out and have it binded. It's almost two cases. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking stupid. Real, real fucking – I studied sport management at a school that like <laughs> does not – at an engineering school. What a moron. I went to the most expensive school in the country that's an engineering school to study sport management. And I was in, and I was in the first sport management class. Like literally day wow, one. That's a newer major, yeah. It, I was in the first class, day one, like whatever it is, like sports management 151 intro to sport management was Monday morning, 9 a.m. All like 15 of us in the major were there. Everybody looking to be the next Brian Cashman. No, it's just mostly fucking basketball players. You try to get with the basketball players for like group projects, and they're just like, all right, I'll have my person do this. <laughs> and that was it. Get, they give you a car to call their, their person. Yeah, no, they're just like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like my tutor will handle this. Um, she'll send it to you a day before so you can just like know what's going on. Wow. That's serious. 
And then, like, we never made the tournament. I was going to say, it's not like you went to a powerhouse. I'm surprised it was that easy for him. Dude. It's like, I mean, that's how it is. I played baseball in high school really well, and I had a thing that, like, for uh, people to write my reports for me. That's that's how it works. In high school? Yeah. Wow. You play on some yeah. of those, like, Bronx travel teams, real scummy shit. Those kids can't read. The other guys <laughs> on the team couldn't fucking read. They were all fucking morons. So it was just like, yo, here you go. Boom. He'd be like, hey, we're going to do this. And I'm like, I can't. Dude. I, got a, I got a paper. I go to Bronx Science. You hardly go to any, like, some shitty high school. You hardly go to Lehman. And then they just, and then someone would be like, hey, Jack, come here. here. Here's this website. Da, da, da. Someone will do your paper for you. We'll see you at practice instead. So my, awesome. par- my parents didn't know. I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, no, paper's done. Boom, here you go. I didn't read a book in high school. I got through the Bronx High School of Science. I didn't read one book. Real scumbag cheating shit. I don't know, man. I think that's what we got for this week. Yeah, yeah. We got to do what you got to do. It's a good theme. Got to do what you got to do to get through this. Yeah, man. We hope, like, listen, this is going to be, we're going to talk Yankees. We're going to talk as, like, things happen. We're going to talk about life. Like, there's just a life podcast now. We're going to watch Nick, like, just slowly possibly go insane. Like, right now, I can see Nick. I can see behind Nick, it's his apartment that is still, you know, he's unpacking, still putting it together. What floor are you on? We're on the sixth floor facing the good side. Yeah, you've so, got a good view. Like, I can yeah. see behind you. That's a good oh, view. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, we, ha- have, yeah, we had the option for – oh, you got You also have cornhole boards right behind you. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Got a lot going on. This yeah. is the uh this is Derek Jeter Day. If you can kind of see that. I like it's like it. a pa- panoramic view of Yankee Stadium. I got This is the Mick. There so we, we got go. a lot of frames to hang up. Yeah. Um I'm sure your girlfriend's really excited for you to hang those in the living room. <laughs> She's probably pumped. <laughs> um Exactly. And then so right now the walls look normal. Uh, if I see claw marks over the next eight weeks, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call someone to help you. Yeah, might need to, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for sure. But yeah, we'll we'll try and keep it together, both of us. Yeah, I was bringing my glove, man. I I, I wanted to. I was gonna tell everyone like, yo, bring a glove. I want to play catch. Uh, that's a spring training. Like that's where I was. I was like, I'm gonna touch a baseball. Yeah, it would have been great. Yeah. Ah, Whatever. Make me Saturday. This sucks, but listen, you follow Nick on Twitter at, at NKirbyNYY. Oh, you were going to do it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I like to let you let you plug your own shit. Follow me right. at JJ from the Bronx, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Um, so I on Twitter, on Instagram, and I'm going to tweet out. So we're recording this on Tuesday. I'll probably wait till like 10 a.m. ish and not exactly at 10 a.m. whatever. And I'm going to tweet out this form. It's very simple. Your name, your email, your Skype handle. You have to have Skype and at a minimum Apple headphones to like plug in so you've got the microphone and all that so you don't sound terrible. Your Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is like you want to shout out. You can't do this anonymously. I'm not going to get on with some person who's going to say some shit and be like, I want to do this anonymously. That's not how that works. We're not going to try to get you in trouble with your job or anything, you know, wild like that. But like if your name's Steve, you got to be like, yo, I'm Steve. You don't have to give me your government name. I don't need, to get, I don't need your last name. But we need some shit that holds you accountable to the stuff you're going to say. Um, and then tell me what you want to talk about. And we'll, and we'll talk about it. Uh, and then also, like, when might you be available to chat? I'm going to try to do this on, like, Sunday maybe, like, at some point on the weekend. Um, just to, like, bank them for the week. I might do them at, like, random times uh, after we get through this first bunch. But, like, tell me what you want to talk about. You got an interesting story? Some, like, 
I don't know, just a weird thing you like about the Yankees, whatever it is, like, I'm down to talk about it. We'll figure it out. And if you just, like, stink at doing this, I just won't air it. So you really don't have much to lose. Definition of nothing to lose. Yeah. Everyone, people all the time, like, well, yo, you should have me on the pod. Like, now's your fucking time. Well, hey, we don't know when we're going to see you. We don't know. We know we'll see you next Wednesday here. We don't know when we'll see you at the stadium. But I'll tell you what, whenever they open those fucking gates, we're going to be there. We're going to fill that goddamn stadium with noise. Giancarlo's going to be there. Aaron's going to be there. The other Aaron's going to be there. Unfortunately, Clint probably not going to be there. That stinks. Tough luck. And then after that, no matter how many games we have to play, we're going to win the World Series. And we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.